We are New Life Community Church in Rogers Park. A community church in the city of Chicago, all over the city, for the good of the city. This message is all about mothers, both physical and spiritual. And if you think you've got nothing to learn from this, take a listen. Wherever you're listening, I hope you are blessed by this message. again for like the fourth or fifth time. Good morning. Welcome to New Life Community Church in Rogers Park. My name is Galen. I'm one of the pastors here at this church and I'm so grateful to be able to talk to you on such a momentous day. Does everyone remember what today is? No. No. (laughs) You're like, oh, something special today? Yes, you heard it like five times already, right? In case you missed it, today is Mother's Day, so you still have time to run to the store, get like a chocolate bar and a card, okay? You can still let your mom know that you appreciate her, okay? If that's you this morning. Uh, This is such a great day that we get to celebrate the ones who have had the greatest influence on our lives. And I love what Anna said earlier in our face, on our Facebook Live post that she did earlier this week. She was talking about how whether or not you've had a good relationship with your mother, you can still be thankful that she gave birth to you, okay? There is a woman in this world, or at least was in this world, who suffered for nine months and then had a very suffering two, three days, whatever, who gave birth to you. And really, honestly, not to be depressing, but in a world where close to a million babies are aborted every year, just in the U.S., that's just the U.S., close to a million babies, God (laughs) helped your mom to give birth to you. And I think that alone is a reason to be thankful for our mothers. So let's give just like a round of applause for our moms. Go ahead. Put an emoji in the in 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 the in the live chat there, like saying how thankful you are. Do a shout out for your mom this morning on our chat. Let everybody know how grateful you are that your mom chose to give birth to you. Right? On the flip side. I do recognize this is a very hard day for some of us, right? Many of us have had our mothers pass away, and this day is very painful. Many of us want to have our own biological children. We want, we want to become mothers, but physically we cannot. Many want to find the right person to get married to so that you can have kids, but that doesn't seem to be happening. And of course, for many of us, we had a horrible mother who we do not want to celebrate. (laughs) And this is a very painful day for many of those reasons. And I understand all of this. And I just want to say I'm so sorry if that is you this morning. And I want to let you know that you're not alone. You're not the oddball, the person that is alone in this. You are actually surrounded by many people that are suffering today as well. And I think that's the beauty of the church, that we can have many who are rejoicing in this day and many who are suffering, and we can walk alongside each other in this. We're in a broken world where things are not the way they were supposed to be, and I hope that today I can bring some peace and some hope to you, 
Okay. You see, no matter where our experience lands here on Mother's Day, I truly believe that God has not left us alone here on Mother's Day. I really do believe that God was in control and still is in regards to who your mother is, how long you get with her, and when and if you will have children. I believe God has something for all of us, including the one who is mourning and the one who is celebrating. And so I wish we could all be gathered together here in person. You know, normally we do that fun little photo shoot, or maybe you hate that. Either way, we had it planned, but unfortunately we cannot do it. The weather is just not too great. Um, but I believe by faith, the day that we will be able to gather together regularly again in person is coming soon. But today I want to talk about the influence of a mother. The influence of a mother. And if you're tuning in right now and you're about to click out because you're like, I have nothing to do with this, okay? I want you to hang on. Stay with me, okay? Because I really believe that it's not going to be what you expect. I believe this will actually apply to you too. So hang with me here. Stick with us. All right, so turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter 1. If you got a printed Bible, digital Bible, audio Bible, <laughs> maybe just put headphones in if you're going to listen to the audio Bible, okay? Um, and while you're turning there, let me tell you what's up with 2 Timothy, okay? 2 Timothy, this is a section of the Bible that's a letter, a letter. And we've talked about this before, but just in case you forgot, the Bible is made up of a lot of different sections, you got stories, you got prophecies, you got the law book, you got songs, and you got letters, okay? Like the old school, you put in the mailbox or, you know, you get the junk mail and that's probably all you get anymore, right? That's the part we're going to look at today, okay? A letter that was written by Paul. Written by Paul, yeah. You know him, you love him, he's the man, the Apostle Paul, okay? We've talked about this guy quite a bit, like especially in our Philippians or Philippians series, okay? We did a lot on who this guy was, what he did, he went around planting all these churches, he spent a lot of time suffering for the church and for God, he spent a lot of time in prison, getting beat up for his faith, and this guy wrote most of the New Testament. That's like the second half of the Bible, right? He wrote a lot of it, a lot of it. And a lot of it is the letters that he wrote to people. And that's where we're at today. This letter called 2 Timothy. And here's the reason he wrote this letter. He wrote it to a young pastor, okay? He wrote it to a young pastor who was leading one of the churches that he had started. Get that? He planted this church handed it over to Timothy, right? That's the guy's name. Probably figured that out. And now he is going to tell him how to pastor that church well, okay? Look with me at verse 1, and let's see how it starts. Paul, an apostle of Christ. There's like, who, who wrote it? We don't do this really anymore, I guess. Right at the top, who's writing it? Like maybe a letterhead or something. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God in keeping with the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, my dear son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve 
as my ancestors did with a clear conscience, as night and day, I constantly remember you in my prayers. Recalling your tears, I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I mean, this is a pretty awesome letter to get from Paul so far. I mean, Paul obviously really thinks highly of Timothy, right? I mean, look at this. Paul's like, dude, you're like my son. I thank God for you. I can't wait to see you again. Long story short, Paul really likes Timothy, okay? He's like, this dude's awesome. Now look carefully with me at the next verse. This is where I want to zoom in this morning. Go ahead and show. Yeah. I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. So just stop the boat right there. I mean, look at this for a second. How does Paul know and understand Timothy's faith? How does Paul think of Timothy's faith? Like this is the beginning of the letter and what comes to his mind? It's not just Timothy's faith that he comes to mind, but in fact, Timothy's, Timothy's faith that was passed down from his grandmother and his mother to him. You following with me? Here's what I want to do this morning. I want to keep it kind of short and simple. But short and simple does not mean that it is not revolutionary, okay? Some of the most simple truths of all time are life-changing. Like a couple of uh, simple truths that I want to share. Like, it's who you know that matters far more than what you know. So you might know that simple truth, right? It's like a simple truth, but it, like actually I've ex- seen and experienced this in my life, right? Like simple truths, even though it's simple, it can be so impactful and revolutionary. Or this one. This will change your life if you just grab onto this one. We will all die, okay? (laughs) Like, that will change a lot of things, but a lot of us don't live like that, right? Or this last one I thought was really good. There are seven sextillion stars in the world, okay? (laughs) I don't know why that's life-changing, but I feel like it just changes my perspective, okay? Uh, So this morning I want to share with you a couple of simple but powerful truths about a mother's influence. Okay? Simple but powerful truth. Number one, a mother's influence is inestimable. Inestimable. Okay? You thought, I didn't know any big words. You thought it was only Brennan who had all the big words, okay? Or Inyas who had all the big words. No, I got a couple big words, okay? Look at inestimable. Inestimable. Everybody try to say that. Inestimable inestimable. It means too great to calculate. It's not a great word. Like this is too great to even calculate. Kind of like sextillion stars, seven sextillion, okay? A mother's influence is too great to calculate. And the other word I want to zoom in, influence. Influence, the capacity, the ability to have an effect on the character, development, or behavior of someone or something, right? The, the ability to have an effect on the character, development, or behavior of someone or something. A mother's influence that Paul writes to Timothy. I love the fact that this is a letter that he's writing to remind him how to be a pastor, 
right? How to love people, how to discipline people, how to guide people to God. But he starts out by rehearsing Timothy's history of influence. I think it's hilarious, right? It's like the people who had the biggest influence in your life, Timothy, it's your mother and your mother's mother, okay? He starts out by, I believe, almost like compulsively sharing the miraculous nature of Timothy's faith. You see, the church had just started, right? Like this is way bigger than as great as it is our own mothers or grandmothers sharing their faith with us. This is like a brand new beginning of the church. I, I mean, this is the church that Paul planted. I bet he was the one who shared had been passed down by the grandmother to the mother and to Timothy. Paul had seen first sand. He saw the grandmother Lois come to Jesus. Then he saw the mother Eunice come to Jesus. Then he saw the son or the grandson, Timothy, come to Jesus. I love how he starts this, that statement out. I'm reminded of your sins and your mother Eunice, and I'm persuaded now it lives in you also. Paul watched firsthand the power of influence. And especially the influence of a godly mother's, right? Like, I know there are so many, even in our church here, who are doing so much to raise their grandchildren. Man, so thankful for you. A grandmother, godly grandmother, I mean, man, thank them in the chat. Like, call them out right now. Be like, I am thankful for my grandma, right? A mother's influence, we could say a grandmother's influence even, is inestimable, right? Inestimable. Brothers and sisters, hear this this morning. One of the most influential people in your life, whether you like it or not, will be your mother. Okay? They'll have such an influence on the direction of your life. Your right? And if you're a mother listening in this morning, know this truth. Your influence on your kids is inestimable. Everybody's going to be like walking around saying this word now. <laughs> I don't know. This is too inestimable for me. What does this mean in practical terms? Many of the struggles that we have can probably relate back to the influence of your parents. Many of your strengths, the things that you take for granted, can some way be tied back to the influence of your parents by the mother who gave birth to us. Paul reminds Timothy, you may think you're such a great pastor. You may think that you've got it all going on, but don't forget you are here because of the influence of a godly grandmother and a godly mother. I mean, that's what sticks in Paul's head when he first starts to think about Timothy. He's like, I'm reminded of where your faith started. And that's the first thing you have to see. That's the foundation. And even if you're sitting here thinking like, yeah, and your point is, hang with me, okay? The second thing that we have to see from this little verse Number two, the greatest influence a mother can have is with her faith. The greatest influence a mother can have is with her faith. I'm talking about from God's perspective, her faith. It's not by accident that Paul connects the dots. Right? It's not by accident that in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I'm persuaded, now lives in you also. Let me tell you something. The greatest thing that a mother can do, the greatest thing... That she can use her influence to do is to share her faith with her children and have it pass on down the generations. 
Get this. God cares way more about faith being passed down to the children than anything else. Right? Stick with me on this because this is going to hurt a little bit. Some of you think the greatest thing you can do for a child is provide the safest environment possible. Wrong. Okay? Some of you think the greatest thing you can do for your child is provide the greatest education possible. Wrong. That is not correct. At least not in God's eyes. Okay? God. Those great worldly great things, right? Let me tell you what. All those things are fine in the right place, but none of them, hear me on this, none of them guarantee, or I would even say have little effect on whether or not your child will continue to walk in their faith when they turn 21 or 24 or 30. <laughs> I know I'm hurting some of your feelings because you're like, are you saying it's all for nothing? No, not at all. Be a good parent in those ways as much as you're able to, right? But realize that it's not the metrics that God uses. Homeschool or public school. Hypocrisy in the church. Hypocrisy in the church. Or even closer to home, hypocrisy in your life as a parent. We can just protect or destroy or create a safe space. We can keep our kids and raise them to know God. Problem is the enemy is sitting right in the home too, right? Right? The very person that your kids will be most affected by is not the culture or the politician, but is you, the parent. Your children will be far more affected when they see hypocrisy in your life than anything else. Right? Your children will be far more affected by you not apologizing to them when you mess up or fail. Your children will be far more affected by you living by different standards than what you expect of them. I don't tell you this to depress you, because I hope you're sitting and you're saying, but Galen, I'm a mess. I'll never be a good parent. Like, of course, nobody will, right? The great thing is that the church is full of broken people. Right? We've made it seem like we can create some kind of bubble where everything can be perfect within these Christian bubbles. And as church after church and Christian pastor after Christian pastor, Christian leader after Christian leader falls and leaves so many broken, we have to start realizing that the church is not some sort of fortified castle where everyone is perfect on the inside and we have to protect everyone from all the bad outside. No, 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 no. no. The church is a hospital for the broken. So much is when we live like that's not true. When you live like you are perfect, right? Or are somehow better than the lost person on the street, the person who thinks the complete opposite of you socially, politically, financially. But the greatest influence you can have as a mother is to live your faith in authenticity. The ups and the downs, the joys and the fears, the broken as well as the strength. Well, your faith has a lot less to do with looking perfect and a lot more to do with being in a real relationship with God. Man, the, the, the influence that God can use to give your faith downward is not some sort of perfect walk. But in reality, is what it looks like to be a mother who first. Who actually prays, who actually trusts God, who actually repents, who actually apologizes, who actually forgives. That will have the greatest and longest lasting effect.
I, I read a story about a young couple. They had a burden from God. A burden from God. When they were first married, they, they thought, man, I feel God telling us to go into ministry, telling us that we will influence so many people. They have this like God-given passion. But they were confused. They were ready. They were in the business world. They were ready to quit business, right? To like, to go in like just whatever they could do. But it seemed like no matter how much they pursued it, the doors kept closing, kept closing, kept closing, kept closing. And they couldn't understand why God would give this this burden, but it would never happen. And you know, they, 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 they had this for 30 plus years. That was until their son stepped into ministry. And they saw how, even though God had called them to make an influence, that burning passion, it wasn't the way that they thought. They were able to have such an influence and raise And he had a mother who influenced him greatly. Greatly. Don't forget, the greatest influence you can have is with sharing your faith to your children. Now, if you stuck with me this far, you might be wondering, what does this have to do with you? I mean, if you're a mother, then you're probably getting a lot, right? But Pastor Gillen, I thought you said this wasn't just for mothers. Well, here's the final truth I want to share with you. Any woman can be a mother. Hear me out. Okay. <laughs> you're like, no. Okay. Like, Galen, are you going to provide a husband for me or like fix what's messed up or whatever? Let me tell you, I didn't say that everyone could have biological children. Okay. I didn't say every woman would get married guys, and say, of course, Pastor G is going to say some spiritual mumbo jumbo right now. Okay. This isn't like some spiritual mushy gushy stuff just to like call everybody apart around here. I actually believe this. Okay. I'm not just like trying to throw something spiritual at you. I really, really believe that this is like one of the most valuable truths that if you could hold on to it would revolutionize our church and the world. Okay, hear me out. Some of you sitting here may feel such a desire to have children of your own, may long for that day, but it's not God's plan for you to do so. Okay, some of you feel like, man, I can't wait until I have my own children, but God is calling you to be a spiritual mother right now and maybe for the rest of your life. I know this is hard to hear, but this is the truth you have to hear. God, there are tons of stories in the Bible of women who wanted to get pregnant but couldn't. There's tons of stories of women who wanted to get married so they could have children, but they ended up being single throughout their whole life. This isn't a new phenomenon. But not having your own biological children does not stop your ability to have a godly influence as a mother. I mean, is anybody, anybody say, man, I had a spiritual mother that influenced me? I mean, think about it. Who are the women that had such an impact on your life? Even more than your physical mother. Like, take all this back and reread those first two points, right? About how a mother's influence love your, your life so greatly. It will change you forever. And we're in an epidemic now where kids are overflowing our streets without parents. Take a look at the foster care program in America alone. And you'll realize that you are needed to be a mother. There are kids in our church, in our neighborhood, right here, who need you to be a spiritual mother in their life. 
who need your mentorship. I think of the early church who was known for taking care of orphans, right? Like that was like, like part of like what it meant to know the early church where women had such an influence on children that they were known as the mothers of the church, right? Where they were seen as the spiritual mentors that could supplement and fill the empty spots that were missing. Look with me at Matthew 12, Matthew 12. While Jesus was still talking to the crowd... His mother and brothers stood outside wanting to speak to him. Someone told him, your mother and brothers are standing outside wanting to speak to you. He replied to him, who is my mother and who are my brothers? Pointing to his disciples, right? Not not the 12 disciples. This is like hundreds, maybe thousands of people sitting around him. Pointing to his disciples, he said, here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Jesus is sitting surrounded by thousands and his mother and brothers come to talk to him. Instead of going out to talk to her, Jesus says something crazy. He points around at the crowd and he says, If any of you do the will of God, you are my mother, my brother, and my sister. Jesus seems to think there's something so much more important than whether or not you have a blood relationship to someone, right? In order for you to have influence, right? Jesus seems to think that actually people can have more influence, can actually be a mother to someone far more than someone who by blood is someone's mother. And many of us have experienced that truth in so many ways. Get this, it matters far more your walk with God than your ability to have children. I mean, for so many people in this world, having children is far too easy. It's actually accidental, right? But being a mother, that's completely different. So let me close by giving a challenge to you. Do you this morning recognize the influence you have? Do you recognize the impact people's lives? Right? What does it mean for you to live honestly? Maybe if you actually have children before your children, but what about the people that are looking up to you as a spiritual mother in our church? Maybe in the place you work, right? Especially, I know if you're a teacher, you know what I'm talking about, right? The people that look up to you as their spiritual mother. And here's the funny part. Some of these people might be older than you, right? <laughs> They're like, man, this, this, this woman's my spiritual mother, but she's like 20 years younger than me, right? Like she is guiding me and shaping me. And that's okay. That's like the beauty of the church, the grace of God, right? That it transcends age, right? Man, God is calling you, sister, this morning, be an influencer for him, to be someone. How can you be a spiritual mother to our church? And on Mother's Day, which is such a beautiful day, I'm just reminded and, and just weigh as I've been weighing on my heart this week is, is the impact that you could have in our church by, by, by being a mother to so many that are so broken and lost. And this isn't to depress you or shame you, but to call you to what God wants to call you to. What, the way that God sees you. 
So let me just pray for you as we close. And we're going to have Anna sing a song for us. But let me just pray. Celebrate them this morning, God. The fact that they gave birth to us. And I thank you, God, for the godly mothers that have raised us and shown us how to walk with you. But I also, God, recognize that many of us did not have that experience. So I pray, God, that you would bring spiritual mothers into our lives. God, they're, they're right here. May you, may you solidify the calling on each woman's life that is listening right now, that they would know that they can be so much more impactful as a mother right now. God, show them how. Encourage them, lift them up. Help us as a church to become a truly a family in this way. We love you, Jesus. We pray this in your name. You have been listening to New Life Community Church in Rogers Park. If you have been blessed by this message, please let us know. Now go and live a new life.